K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to Wednesday, middle of the week, hump day, all that stuff. It's a Wednesday and we're ready to go here. We got a lot to get to today as we uh, talk sports live and local with you on this Wednesday morning. Tom Barfield, Ward White, and you on this Wednesday. That's the 10th time I've said Wednesday, I think. Ward, how are you? You ready to go? Yes, sir. Outstanding. Your, uh, your Red Raiders came to town last night and got it done. They you, did. you weren't as confident as I thought you might be. No, I wasn't. I, you know, I, I just thought that, uh, it, you know, I, I said it could go one of two ways. They could ride that wave of uh, the win over the weekend and come in and, and play really well, or they could have a hangover. Well, they, they started off slow, but they picked it up in the second half and were able to go on that 10-2 run and, and make a difference in the ball game uh, and, and played really well down the stretch. They – um. The run right before the half, I thought, was huge. That was big. I mean, they cut it from 15. They were getting run out of the gym. They were. They, they cut it from 15 to 5 and took, that, and, and took a five-point deficit into the locker room and then came out and, and, and played really well. I mean, you start looking at the statistics, and Baylor led, I think, 32 minutes out of the game. I mean, but <laughs> when the game was – on the line, Tech got the win. And, and we've said a million times in th- this league, it's it's like that. Uh, you're, you're, now, look at the week that Tech had from Saturday to today. Wow. I mean, you know, I, I look, they've had some great weeks, and they've had some great teams. But it's not often that you beat number six and number one in, a, in about a four-day window. No, and one of those on the road, the big one on the road. Yeah. That's that's even more impressive. I you know they they played really well, um, and, and look, it, it is you're right, one hundred percent. And we said, I think we said yesterday. I know we've said it before that I I don't believe you're going to go through this league unscathed. I just didn't believe that there was anybody in this league that was going to get get out of here without without a you know with a perfect record. It's just too good a league defensively. Well, at 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, there were two undefeated teams in Division I college basketball. <laughs> yeah, and that, that went by back-to-back. Yeah, USC uh, and, and Baylor. And, and let me tell you, I watched a little bit of the USC game. It was weird. There was no fans. Yeah, that was strange. <clears throat> None. Zero. It was a strange atmosphere, and I think I don't know. It was it was, but it was a bizarre, strange deal. But uh, USC went down, and the Bears got beat. Uh, you know, and I think Jonathan Chachwa in in the post game last night, I think he said it best. You know, our goal is to win the last game of the season. Uh, take this one and, and go figure out and learn from it and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of production in the paint. For the Bears, not much inside offense, and that's not their their mo. I mean, you know, they're a they're a perimeter shooting team with all those quality guards, 
But, I mean, Flo Thamba didn't score, and Chachua only had four points. He did have ten boards, but only four points. Uh, so you, you didn't get a whole lot inside. And the weird stat for me, Ward, from Baylor's perspective, and we'll get into it a little later on, uh, in fact, in our next segment, but the weird stat for me was Baylor had 13 offensive rebounds, but only six second-chance points. I mean, when they got the when they got the rebound, they didn't put it back in. I mean, they they got the rebound, but they weren't able to complete the process by getting the bucket. And Tech outscored them twelve to six in second chance points. That was a difference, and you know, Baylor went went cold a little bit from the field a couple of times. I mean, they just you know they missed some opportunities and. Uh, that's that's something we talked about too. Is you know how how do they overcome that? And mm-hmm. and part of that was really good defense by the Red Raiders. I mean they they played really good defense. As you know, this league has kind of built the mantra of it's a defensive league, and it's still you know last night was just proof of this is the best conference in the country, and there's really is no argument in it. I I just. You, you can't point one out to me that I that I that you can convince me as of yet that was more competitive than this conference. No, I agree, uh, and it's fun to watch. It, oh, it, it is. You know, and I was thinking about it uh, last night. Uh, there were several Tech fans in 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 the arena, and I thought, you know, the cool thing when when Baylor gets to play, and unfortunately they're leaving, but when Baylor gets to play Texas and Texas Tech and TCU. Look, there's fans in the stands. When when Baylor went to Fort Worth Saturday, you know, there's 6,000 people there. But I'm telling you, man, you could hear the Baylor fans loud and clear. The cool thing is they get to go to these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, look, they're not going to load up and take 1,000 to West Virginia. I get that. But when they play within, you know. Uh, within the hub. Yeah, within, yeah, when they're in the neighborhood, I mean, it, it's cool. These these fans are, are going to these games. And that was a midweek game last night mm-hmm. uh, it, that uh, that they were able to attend. So it was fun. I mean, it was a great atmosphere and competitive basketball game. Baylor's, you know, Baylor's shooting a three at, at the buzzer to try to send it to overtime. So it, it was it was a competitive game. We'll get into all of that uh, a little in, in our next segment. Shehan Jayaraja is going to join us. We're going to put a bowl, I guess, on college football with Shehan and look at some basketball as well. Gatesville has a new head football coach, uh, and we were able to to get that information for you last night, get it out on our social media accounts. You know, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and I think we're even on Instagram, and uh, we have that uh, that information for you. His name is Aaron Hunter. Defensive coordinator gets promoted. And uh, we'll talk to uh, Coach Hunter coming up around 745 this morning. He's on the program. Uh, we'll look ahead to the Baylor women. They're back in action, finally. And where they've also rescheduled those two games that they missed, plus moved another one around. We'll talk about that. It's interesting what they've done. Uh, kind of gives you a little NBA slash WNBA feel in, in some of it. Uh, we'll talk a l- little bit about that. Uh, Coach Jim Haller is going to join us. Uh, we talked to Coach Haller a couple of days ago and – Got him all lined up to be on the program, and we'll uh, we'll get his thoughts on what's going on. I mean, nobody nobody covers basketball and has their thumb on the on the basketball scene like Coach Allen. We'll talk to him around eight fifteen this morning, and Stephen Simcox will join us. 
And uh, we'll get the, the latest on what's going on in the Big 12 up in Fort Worth at, with TCU as well. We'll do that around 8.30 this morning. And we'll talk about the uh, college football championship ratings. We'll do that a little later on in the program as well. So we, we've got ourselves a uh, full slate of things to do for you today. Here's what I'd like to do right now uh, to kind of get you up and going. If you'd like a uh, couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, here, go to the CNC Collision Center text line. Be the first to text me at 254-662-1660. I need your name and I need a phone number. Your name and a phone number. The first one that jumps in right now, you're going to win yourself a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're at 1800 Herring. And you may join Ward and I over there when Ward pays, pays up for the for the deal. So over the there we go. We've got a winner already. Let's see. Let's see if they followed instructions. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Jeremy. Jeremy's a winner. <laughs> and, and Jeremy... I, I need a last name, so contact me back. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Jeremy from the 254. He's got a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. All right, 709. We're nine minutes after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Did you get to go to the game last night, Ward? Or? No, I watched it. So you, you watched it on television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had, did we have the A-team? Did we have Jer- uh, John Shambi and all those dudes? Uh, I had the sound down and had John Morris up, so I don't know. There you go. That's that's a good call. That's a good call. Uh, there, there's, you know, I'll say this. I've said this a million times. There's none better than he and Pat. No, they do a great job. It's unbelievable how informative and entertaining the broadcast is. Uh, I mean, man alive, do they do a good job. All right, uh, 709, nine minutes after seven. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Again, congratulations to Jeremy. He's got himself a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. We're off and running. It is a Wednesday, and this is game time. And our 7 o'clock hour this morning is brought to you in part by Good Feet. See what Good Feet can do for you with a free art support fitting at Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. What do you say we get you the latest weather information? Weather this morning brought to you by Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home, Waco's leading funeral home since 1925, 6101 Bosky Boulevard. Check them out at whbfamily.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Warmer conditions today with a mix of sun and clouds. High temperatures top out at 65 degrees. It'll be mostly clear tonight. We drop to 35 and mostly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be even warmer with a high of 72. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Recently on the John Moore Show. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. If someone who grew up here is a diehard sports fan, especially football fan, but a Baylor fan, being able to read 
Dave Campbell and listen to Frank Fallon, who was also a friend of mine through his son Steve, was like reading the Word of God and listening to the voice of God. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Better sleep means a better you. That's why Mattress Firm made the rest assured promise, featuring the best mattresses from America's best brands, like the Timber Breeze Collection, so you can sleep up to 8 degrees cooler. Available now with a $300 instant gift, good toward sleep accessories. Our sleep experts have over 200 hours of training, so you can rest assured we'll find the right bed for you. Only at Mattress Firm, America's number one Tempur-Pedic retailer. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings. Plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Little Cool and the Gang. Have you ever seen Cool and the Gang? Yes, I have. They they put on a great show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you. We saw Cool and the Gang, believe it or not, one New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas for what a fun time. Yeah, oh yeah. You know the um the Fremont experience and all that, they had them out on the street. So they kind of, they, they blocked off the, the, basically the entrances streets. They blocked off the streets two or three in a, in a two or three block radius of that whole deal. And people just kind of meandered in and out of shops and restaurants and, and casinos and all that stuff. And out in the middle of the, the, the deal, there's cool in the gang doing a two hour concert. It was fun. It was fun. It was, it was it was good stuff. Cool and the gang. Never thought I'd go see Cool and the gang in a concert situation, but there I was. Me and well, I'm gonna tell you, it was a lot of my friends. We were we were there for that 
that little event. Uh, I was just looking through uh, some of the names that um, kind. some of us follow the rules and some of us didn't. Uh, but uh, thanks to Bo Powell for texting in and to Sean Hunt uh, for texting in. Sean's a... Uh, Sean's a faithful listener to the program and to the to the uh, to the radio station and a uh, faithful advertiser. We appreciate Sean. Uh, so hey, uh, we'll do it again. I mean, we we we've, we've got this thing going with with Double R, and we will uh, we'll do it again. And give you give you a chance to win some more um, cheeseburger baskets from Double R. All right, sixteen after seven, and we were talking. Uh, we started the show talking about the basketball game last night. As the Bears drop a uh, a three point decision to the Texas Tech Red Raiders, it does snap Baylor's twenty one game winning streak. Baylor's school record of twenty two consecutive home victories was snapped, obviously, and Baylor is now thirty four and two at home over the last three years. And both of those losses coming to top twenty five teams in Kansas and now Texas Tech. You you can analyze it six ways to Sunday. Uh, Ward about what happened. Why did the Bears lose? But I, I think I, I think Scott Drew summed it up best at the end of the ball game last night in, in the um, in the media availability. Well, you got to give uh, Texas Tech a lot of a lot of credit. I thought uh, um, first 15 minutes we did a great job, and then uh, the last five minutes of the half they they finished on a great run, had momentum. Then second half carried that that momentum, but uh, uh, we couldn't get stops down the stretch. I think four out of the last five they scored. Uh, and then they did they did a, a, a great job on the glass, especially second half. The finish was 12 second chance point star six, and that's normally something that uh, we do a great job of. So uh, another game in the Big 12, uh, hard fought, and uh, credit them with the win. I, I I I think he's spot on. I mean, you know, credit Texas Tech with the win. They came in, they played well enough to to win on the road. And beat the number one team in the country, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, you want to start looking at things. Second half, I, I I don't know if Baylor went cold shooting a little bit, or if uh, Tech's defense, if they cranked up the defense. I mean, you know, it could be a combination of both. But when you start looking at the numbers, you know, this is a perimeter shooting team. Ward and Baylor was five of ten from three point land in the first half, fifty percent. But in the second half, Baylor shot 24 threes and only made eight. I mean, they were 33% from the from the three-point arc uh, in the second half and 50% in the first half. Poor, uh, you know, cold shooting or, or, or great defense or both? I think combination of both. I You know, I think the pressure was on because of the defense, the way that they were playing. Uh, it, but it, also, it, it has to do with maybe they did go a little cold from the field and uh, – you know, it. that's what happens when you're a perimeter shooting team and the danger is there if you have a, an off night. You know, how do you how do you correct that? And when it starts rolling like it did there in the second half, then you start pressing a little bit because, you know, you're you're trying to get back in the flow of, of being good from outside. And they just never got to that point uh, of, of starting knocking them down. Now, if you're a perimeter shooting team, you still just keep you keep throwing it at the bucket. You you don't you don't stop doing that, and you know that's you always hear you have to shoot your way out of it, and, and they just could they never did shoot their way out of it last night. And 
again, I'll go back and tell you that they didn't exactly get perfect squared up looks. I mean, Tech's defense was 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 good. I mean, they uh, they they got after it, and and, and they played well. And, and you know, McCuller was back on the floor for Tech, and in the post game, he said it was kind of iffy whether he was even going to play last night. But he played 31 minutes, and you could tell that ankle was bothering him. But he played, he played through it, and you know he he was a big reason why they were able to close that gap and then be able to, you know, pull away there at the end. You know, just his presence on the floor made a difference. Look, he had 12 points and five assists, mm-hmm. so he was involved. He was very involved, in, and again, uh, just you know, three seconds shy of 31 minutes, 30 minutes, 57 seconds. For a guy who during shoot around wasn't a hundred percent sure whether he was going to play, uh, but he played and he played well. Now he came into the post game wearing a boot, you know, a, a walking boot. So he's still not a hundred percent, but he was he was good and he was he was another difference maker in the game last night. Now Tech moves on and uh, so do the Bears. The Bears got Oklahoma State coming in on Saturday, and you say it all the time: don't let one become two. You have to. I mean, you have to throw that one in the trash can. You can, you know, look at the film and and put it behind you as quickly as possible. And sometimes you you don't even look at the film. You just say, okay, here we go. Let's regroup um, and, and start looking at Oklahoma State. Uh, I you know I don't know how Coach Drew will approach it. I'm assuming he'll look at the film and and go over what they need to, but hit the floor hard today and and, and get back after it. You cannot let one team beat you twice. When you do, that's when it starts snowballing on you. Uh, elsewhere in the conference, it was Kansas eking out a win over Iowa State, 62-61. That was a good game last night, too. I mean, again, knocked down Dragon. You don't see you don't see 70 to to 48, 70 to 52 games in this league. You just don't. No. I mean, from the top to the bottom, you know, there it's West Virginia wins over Oklahoma State 70 to 60. Texas rebounds after their loss at Oklahoma State by beating Oklahoma 66 to 52. So, uh, where's the weak link? You know, if you're going to look at the weak link, <laughs> I hate to say this, it's probably Oklahoma State. Who beat Texas on Saturday? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. When you look at the league, that's it's what it's, you know, it's what it says to me, but again, what are we, three games into this thing? And then tonight, uh, TCU and Kansas State. And, and that's that's the question mark I have, is how good is Kansas State and how good is TCU? They're, I think they're both really good basketball teams. And they're hung up in a unbelievably good and balanced league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we'll see. And, and Scott Drew had a great point yesterday. I don't know if you – uh, when we had the chance to visit with him uh, a couple of days ago, one of the things that he talked about was that every time you go on the floor in the league, you're really going on the floor and playing an NCAA game. Because, look, there's going to be eight teams in this conference, probably, that make the NCAA tournament. So you're in a NCAA tournament environment just about every time you play a game in the conference. And, and stop and think about just how competitive these games are in the NCAA tournament, and it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I didn't think about that 
But it's true. I mean, when you go on the floor, you're playing a tournament caliber team and a team that's in all likelihood going to be in the tournament. You know, there's there's a couple at the that that are not going to be there. We know that, obviously. But for the most part, week and night in and night out in this league, you're playing an NCAA caliber opponent. That helps you going through the tournament, doesn't it? That and the competitiveness of the games. I mean, look, you're playing a you're playing a high caliber quality opponent every single night you play basketball in this conference. And you said it yesterday. You're going to win some and you're you're you know, there's nobody going to get out of here unscathed. And we found that out yesterday or last night rather with USC and Baylor the last two undefeateds going down. So, there you go. Uh, now, again, how do you respond? We'll find out. Saturday, 3.30 pregame, 4 o'clock tip in the Ferrell Center. Bears and the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. How do you respond? We'll find out. 7.24, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll talk a little bit more about the game. We'll put a bow on college football and kind of wrap things up there as we welcome into the program Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. I know one Oklahoma State fan who's not doing well. I can imagine. And and I I have, like, there are schools that I really dislike. Oklahoma State's not one of them. We talked about it. I I like Coach Gundy. I I generally support their athletics if they're not playing Baylor, you know. But I I can imagine the feeling on the other side. How's young Sarah? (laughs) I personally, the line of what's too far to joke about is almost non-existent to me. Yeah, like, no to line. me, laughter makes things better. Oh, I'm the same say. way, yeah. but it doesn't always work with everyone like that. <laughs> You're right. And so this week in our office, there has been a strict gag order that do not make any jokes about the Big 12 championship game. Don't make jokes about your loan coming up a foot short. Oh. Don't, like, just... No, I'm serious, like... The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at twinbendsrealty.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. James Aquino missed a three-point shot with time running out as Texas Tech knocked off the top-ranked Bears 65-62. That stops Baylor's 21-game winning streak dating back to last season. After a 10-day break forced by illness, the Baylor women are back on the court tonight on the road against Oklahoma. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas with a 6 o'clock tip-off. Virus issues continue to postpone games for the MCC men and women. Tonight's games at Weatherford have been rescheduled for Monday, February the 7th. The final AP football poll has Baylor listed at number five. Georgia won the number one spot over number two Alabama. Michigan is third and Cincinnati four. Another NFL head coach has lost his job. The Giants have fired Joe Judge. Now there are seven coaching vacancies in the NFL. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 729, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Warden, we're joined now by Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shahan, good morning. We appreciate your time. Let's uh, let's dive in. Let's start it on the college football side. Uh the AP Top 25 out, and as you might suspect, the Dogs were number one, Bama two, Michigan three, Cincinnati four. And the first team not in the college football playoff, the Baylor Bears at number five. Are you good with, with the top five? Yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, certainly I think that Alabama and Georgia set themselves apart this season. You know, obviously Cincinnati and Michigan lose their games pretty big in the college football playoffs, but I think that it's reasonable to think that maybe the other teams would have as well. So I think that's the right top four. And then I think Baylor at number five makes a lot of sense. I, I, you know, I mean, they go and win the Sugar Bowl. They obviously finished number seven in the college football playoff rankings. So I think that they did just enough to, to put themselves right ahead of everybody else. And I mean, look, this is a big moment for the program. This is the first top five finish in program history. And I think that, uh, I think that it's a big moment, and I think it uh, says a lot about where the where Steve Wright is taking the program. So, just to kind of follow up there, is there an argument for Baylor to move past a Michigan or a Cincinnati because they are the Big 12 champion and Sugar Bowl champion? I, I think there's an argument, but, you know, it's it's tough, right? I mean, when, when you're in that kind of position, right, because – you know, we don't know how Baylor would have played against Georgia, and we don't know how Baylor would have played against Alabama. But, I, I mean, to, to finish the season, obviously, as strong as they did, I think that there definitely is a case for Baylor to be, you know, number four or number three. I, I don't have a huge issue with them being number five just because of, again, I think that Georgia and Alabama were just on another level this year. But, but sure, I mean, I, I, think that, I think that Baylor certainly kind of proved that they were a top five team by the end of the year. And, and again, I think that's a – Huge testament to this program. Watching the game, what were your overall impressions? Watching the national the, the, Yeah, I'm sorry, the uh, the championship game on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, for Georgia, it, what a moment for them. I mean, they haven't won a championship since 1980, and it, it's easy to forget that because Georgia's obviously recruited at such a high level. They've been so competitive for so many years, first under Mark Richt and then under Kirby Smart, but – you know, this is a program that hasn't won in my lifetime. You know, they haven't won since 1980, 41 years. And so I think for them to get over the hump, I mean, it was just such a big moment. And, and the funny thing is, right, you, you can't kind of separate Georgia fans from 
you know, being Falcons fans and being Braves fans and, and all this and, you know, seeing all this disappointment over the years. And so to finally get over the top, I think that's the biggest thing from this is, is just what a moment for them. Uh, but, you know, I think the other thing, too, is it was so interesting to see the game happen the way that it happened because, you know, Georgia really built its team so much like it was 2012 Alabama, right? I mean, where they're just trying to suffocate you with defense. And you kind of wonder against a team like Alabama that does have that dynamic quarterback, that does have those dynamic athletes outside, you know, is that something that can hold up? And, you know, who knows? With a, If Alabama has a receiver, who knows if it does hold up? But, you know, Georgia obviously finds a way to get through. Uh, you know, I think that Seth and is never going to pay for anything in the state of Georgia ever again after throwing two late touchdown passes. So, you know, it was a really competitive game. I, I think that the way that it finished will be something that we remember for a while. But, uh, you know, again, I, I think more than anything else, just Georgia finally getting over the hump is going to be what we take away from it. Is college football free agency, better known as the transfer portal, helping or hurting college football? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's so early right now, right? Because I, I think that something that's really making things worse in a lot of ways is just having that extra year of eligibility, right? And so you have all these programs, you know, trying to – or all these players who have extra years who maybe want to play a fifth season. Um, and, and so, you know, the, it just makes the transfer portal so saturated. And the other thing about it, too, and, and something that I think, you know, maybe we don't talk enough about is that programs have to get back to 85 scholarship players. And so there's a lot of teams that are not – uh, renewing scholarships or they're kind of pushing people out the door uh, and into the transfer portal because they're trying to get back to 85 scholarships. So I, I think that this is a little bit of a, uh, of I guess, sort of a unique situation. I don't think it's always going to be this insane because I, I think that there are a lot of extenuating circumstances. But, um, you know, I, I think that long-term, I think that it's a good thing for players to be able to to make decisions. I mean, I know that when I was a student, right, I mean, you know, I think that you always want to be able to know that if you're in a bad situation that you can try to get into a better situation. You only have four years to do this. But uh, it's a lot right now, but I think that it's not something that's going to be like this forever. All right, uh, let, let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk basketball. Yesterday afternoon, we were just talking about it yesterday afternoon around 4 o'clock, there were two undefeateds in college basketball, and this morning – there are none. I mean, that's that's the competitive nature of college basketball, and in particular in this Big 12 conference. Yeah, well, you know, I saw a stat that apparently this is the earliest that college basketball has run out of undefeated since 2018. And, you know, I think it's a real testament to, to Baylor, the fact that they lasted this long as an undefeated. I mean, you know, they played a very difficult schedule. They obviously played against Villanova in the non-conference, uh, playing against some of the better Big 12 teams to start the season. And, and look, I mean, sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way, right? I, I mean, Baylor had opportunities to win that game last night, but, uh, you know, Texas Tech, a, a huge testament to them, the way that they defended. I think that uh, they deserve to win the game. So, you know, look, Baylor's the last team to pick up a loss in the Big 12. Now every team in the Big 12 has a loss, and that's just how it's going to be in the Big 12 this year. You know, every team right now is top 70 in Ken Palm. There's going to be a lot of teams from the Big 12 that make the big that make the NCAA tournament rather, uh, you know, we're potentially talking about seven or eight teams. And, and if Baylor, you know, Baylor doesn't have to go undefeated to still be, you know, even the number one team in the country, they, they can lose a couple of games uh, and still have a stranglehold on that spot. So we'll certainly be curious to see where they land in the next poll, but there's no reason at all to panic right now for Baylor fans. But, uh, you know, it certainly, it never feels good to lose your first game. 
Is there a night off in this league at all? Oh, man, no. No, there's not. And, you know, again, I think it's a real testament to, to how dominant Baylor was in those first couple of games and finding ways to win, even on the road against TCU, against, the, you know, against Mike Miles and all that. So I, I think that that's just going to be how it is. But the flip side of that is that playing in that kind of environment, and, and I think that Scott does a good job of also scheduling so tough during non-conference play, you know, I think it's going to really prepare them once again for the NCAA tournament. Because the other thing about the Big 12 is that you're looking at a lot of different styles of basketball. You know, you're, you're playing against a lot of different types of teams. So when it does come to March, I, I don't think that you're going to be surprised by anything. So, you know, like you said, not a night off in the Big 12, and it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from here. And, and just you, you mentioned the NCAA tournament, just kind of keeping on that same theme. I, I would think from a team like Baylor's perspective, the ultimate goal is is seeding in the NCAA tournament, getting that number one out beside your name. I think that is is the primary goal at this stage, isn't it? Yeah, no question about it. I, I mean, I think that when you are in a position that Baylor's at, you know, you'd love to be the number one overall seed, but getting one of those four seeds, I think, is much more important. Uh, just trying to get yourself a, a manageable path to the Final Four, you know, because ultimately – I mean, with the NCAA tournament, anything can happen, right? I mean, it's kind of a game of luck in a lot of ways. Uh, and you just want to set yourself up in the best position to at least be able to make that final four. You know, once you get there, you, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we thought last year that Gonzaga was going to kind of run through everybody, and then they didn't. And so I think that you just want to give yourself a, the best chance possible. And, and being that one seed and not having to go against a higher seed in your own region, I, I think, yes, that's, that's the ultimate goal at this point. Shahan, explain why basketball is so different from football. Basketball will schedule the tough games in non-conference. Football will not. They'll play cupcakes all the way through. Is it just because the playout format? Yeah, I mean, it's a real interesting question. I think that there's a couple parts to it. One, I think that it's because you do play more games. That that does certainly help. You know, with with football, it's like a war of attrition, right? I mean, you're trying to be the last team to two losses because once you have two losses in any way possible, it doesn't matter who you play, it doesn't matter where you play, you're out. I mean, we saw we saw Oregon last year, right? I mean, they go on the road and they beat Ohio State, and it doesn't matter because they still lose those games uh, against Utah, and so it doesn't matter. And so I think that with basketball, you have a little bit more leeway. You have a little bit more opportunity uh, to up your schedule. And, you know, with, with the way that things kind of set up, you don't really get penalized as much for playing tough games just because there are more teams in the NCAA tournament. Whereas in football, they, they sometimes do penalize you for, uh, again, just for losing games in any which way. And I think that the other thing, too, is, is that – you know, basketball is also such a, you know, a, a different sport to football, I think, just from the perspective of, you know, I mean, kind of anything can happen on a given night. In football, that's not necessarily the case. You're talking about 85 guys uh, who are on scholarship versus, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15. And so I do think that it makes it a little bit of a different game that's a little bit more upset heavy. And I think that kind of lends itself to the idea that, hey, you know what, Texas Tech can come to Waco and beat Baylor on a given night, even if Baylor's the better basketball team. So I, I think that there's a couple different reasons for that. Now, at the same time, I'd love to see, you know, football teams be put in positions to maybe lose a few more games and that be okay. And I think that that's one thing that maybe college football playoff expansion could could help with, right? I mean, because if you lose a non-conference game, but you win your conference and you finish 10-2 and two, and you still have a chance at a national championship, how, how does that change the dynamic? So 
We'll have to wait and see whether that's something that does come down the road, but I think that's a big part of it as well. Disappointing in Indianapolis when it comes to the uh, conversations concerning uh, expansion of the uh, college football playoff. Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, said basically, I mean, summing it up, everybody's kind of in it for themselves, and so nothing really has changed. How do we move this thing forward and get this playoff to expand it? I mean, if everybody's kind of in it for themselves right now. Yeah, it was really interesting after these meetings, right? Because, uh, you know, just to take us back a little bit a couple of months ago, you know, a, a lot of people around the playoff kind of said, if this is going to happen, it probably needs to happen by now, you know, because uh, to have time to institute it for the last two years of, uh, of the current contract. Because the current contract runs through the end of the 2025 season. And so, you know, they really don't have a lot of interest in trying to rush something in just for one season. And then the next year, they'd have to renegotiate everything because the contract is up. So they want to try to get that done before 2024 if they're going to do it. But they're really running up against the clock here. And after these meetings, the, the interesting thing about it was that you really got some more clarity from these conference commissioners about who stood where. Because the Pac-12 put out a statement that's basically like, we will support expansion in any way possible. We do not care. We'll vote for anything. We just want expansion. And uh, certainly, you know, after after not making the playoffs since 2016, it makes a lot of sense that they just want any path to access possible. You know, and then the Big 12 kind of uh, comes out and says that everybody's being selfish and that, you know, that they're not necessarily kind of, uh, you know, doing things for the betterment of the sport. And then the SEC kind of is like, man, we don't need this. We'll take our ball and go home if you really want to. So, they all really kind of came out and, and put the focus right on the ACC and the Big Ten, right? I mean, that, they kind of said that these are the, the stakeholders who are really holding everything up in a lot of ways. So I, I think that it's interesting. I, I think that, it, you know, it doesn't bode well for uh, the idea that we could expand before 2025. I, I, you know, I think that it might end up being by the end of this contract and then heading into 2026, you kind of end up in a different position and, and you have to start from there. But I think for fans of the sport, right, I mean, we don't necessarily want to wait until 2026. We want to have expansion a little sooner, especially when the conference commissioners are unanimous about wanting to expand. So it's a tough situation. I, I don't know if we're going to see any movement anytime soon, but you also, uh, I think it's obvious to hear how frustrated some of these people are with each other. Visiting with Shahan Jayaraja. Shahan, what did the what did the SEC commissioner mean? I mean, he he basically said, "Hey, we don't need this." Is is he pr- assuming that they're going to be one of the they're going to have a team or two every year in the in the top four, and so therefore they don't need to expand? I mean, it was that kind of the the gist of that uh, that statement. Oh, no question about it. And I mean, I think that you look at where the SEC is right now and how they're going to be even with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league. I mean, I, there really isn't a format where you don't expect the SEC to get in, right? I mean, I, I don't even know what the format looks like. I mean, if you did a two-team BCS, they're going to get a team in most years. If you do this four-team playoff, they're going to get a team in most years. If you do an eight-team, they're going to get multiple teams. And if you get a 12-team, you know, that's just kind of the way that the league is set up right now. And so they, they don't really care. You know, they, they don't have an issue uh, with being able to do it. Now, I, I think that Greg Sankey really wants to push for that 12-team format because especially when Texas and Oklahoma came to the league, I think that part of the draw 
was the idea that when there's expansion, they're still going to have access to the playoff, even though, you know, if you're Oklahoma, you're probably not going to win the SEC all that often while Nick Saban's still there. So uh, I think that that would be a real damper for Oklahoma, for example, or for Texas or for, you know, really anybody outside of Alabama and Georgia in the SEC because it would make the path so much harder if you're fighting for basically one or two spots. But, you know, again, they don't need this. They've won however many of the last national championships. I think it's 12 to 16, right? And so they don't, they're fine with any system, uh, really, at the end of the day. It, it's more, you know, that I think that Greg Sankey wants to create more access for his teams. And he also, I think, does want to do what's better for college football in some ways and create a product that's a little bit more national. And part of that is, you know, potentially creating a path for teams from the Pac-12 or creating a path for teams from the Big 12. So, he he doesn't I mean he really it's kind of true he doesn't need this right I mean he doesn't need a different system to create more SEC national champions uh and so I think that he just wants to let people know that you know make sure you know who you're talking to yeah uh Shayhan what what are you working on for cbssports.com Oh man, I'm I'm just enjoying uh, the season being over. I'm I'm excited uh, to to have a little bit of time to to do some planning. So not a whole lot right now, but uh, but certainly in the next couple of days and weeks, uh, I'll I'll get back on things. Jahan, as always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon. That is Shayhan Jayaraja from CBS Sports dot com. Uh, Seven forty four, sixteen away from eight. And you know, Ward, one of the things that uh, uh, Commissioner Stanky said is, "Hey, look." Uh, in the format we got right now, we got one or two teams in this thing. You know, we're basically saying yes to expansion because everybody else wants it. And now you're asking us to play an extra game, and that's if you in in, in to to degree that's that's correct. But I mean, that is assuming that you're always going to be there, and that's the assumption that he's making. He's not wrong. No, I mean, I mean, right now, history he, says he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, if you look at you know what what's the best conference in college football by it, far. Yeah, there's no doubt at the top anyway. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we're talking about. But and that's basically what he's saying. Hey, look, uh, if we do this and expansion, if expands, thing, the Shayon's right. I mean, they'll get more teams in because that conference is that good. So we'll see, but there wasn't a whole lot of movement. Uh, I was reading some articles yesterday, uh, you know, and it was my conference wants this, my conference wants. You know, there's arguments about, uh, you know, if we expand to 12, how how do we, the automatic bids, do we go power five conference champions and then one more and then the other six go to uh, at large? I mean, uh, you know, well, you know, just go to sixteen where you don't have to mess with that. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, if you did that, then there there is no argument or or discussion on uh, conference champions. But until you have, in my opinion, until you have a system in place that truly allows for every Division One college football team to start the season with a fair and equitable opportunity to get to your championship, it, it's a bad system. Until you do that. Right now, you don't. I mean, you, you've said it a million times. There are certain schools in certain conferences that have no chance. And, and there's even Power 5 programs that have no chance. And, yeah, and until you prove, prove it wrong, I mean, 
the way it is. All right, 747, it's uh, 13 away from 8. Let's take a second here and let's talk a minute about Morrison's Gifts. Morrison's Gifts is your gift store headquarters, whether it's a birthday, uh, Christmas, we just had anniversary, whatever the case may be. Morrison's, you know what? And sometimes the there is no reason to give a gift gift. That's a good one, guys. They've been doing it since 1979, and they are Waco's gift store for every occasion or no occasion. You could choose from uh, uh, John Hart Leather Goods, uh, Consuela Products. Uh, they've got uh, they've got candles and jewelry and key rings and shirts. They've got all kinds of stuff. And then once you make that selection, or they'll help you make the selection, then you're going to get free gift wrapping, and it is going to be spot on. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli. And again, stop by uh, and, uh, and do like I do. Walk in. What do you, What can I help you with? I don't know. You tell me. And then the conversation begins and away you go. And it's not long and you're walking out of there. Because if, prob- if you're like me, I'm not a shopper. I'm a buyer. I go in. I want to purchase something and I want to go. I, I want to do my deal and then and move on down the road. Uh, I got other things to do. I'm not going from store to store comparing this. And co- no, we're going to go figure it out, and we're going to make the purchase, and then we're going to leave. And that's why I love Morrison's Gifts. They are, again, at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Stop by and see them today. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back on the road in Big 12 play headed to Norman to take on Oklahoma on Wednesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Caterpillar Waco is now hiring. Join our team and move the parts and products that build a better tomorrow. Warehouse positions available with no prior experience required. We will train. Caterpillar Waco offers competitive pay, benefits as soon as you start, and opportunities to grow. It's more than a job. It's the work that matters. To apply, visit caterpillar.com Waco. That's caterpillar.com Waco. Get your career started today. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Now is the best time to let Jeff Hunter Toyota put you in a used vehicle. Right now, choose from hundreds of different makes and different models. All priced to fit all budgets. Explore your possibilities. Explore new and used vehicles at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. James Aquino missed a three-point shot with time running out as Texas Tech knocked off the top-ranked Bears 65-62. That stops Baylor's 21-game winning streak dating back to last season. After a 10-day break forced by illness, the Baylor women are back on the court tonight on the road against Oklahoma. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas with a 6 o'clock tip-off. Virus issues continue to postpone games for the MCC men and women. Tonight's games at Weatherford have been rescheduled for Monday, February the 7th. The final AP football poll has Baylor listed at number five. Georgia won the number one spot over number two Alabama. Michigan is third and Cincinnati four. Another NFL head coach has lost his job. The Giants have fired Joe Judge. Now there are seven coaching vacancies in the NFL. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, 752, and we welcome into the program the new head football coach of the Gatesville Hornets, Coach Aaron Hunter. Coach, first of all, how's that sound, that introduction? It is awesome, man. It's, it's been a wonderful night and, and a great morning, and, and to hear that, I mean, that's a great way to wake up and, and start your day. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, last couple of years, defensive coordinator, helping guide this program to, to the playoffs. So uh, when, when, the, when the job came open, why did you want this job? Well, you know, I'm from here, um, and I'm very passionate about here, and, and I was you know, very, really appreciative for the opportunity that Coach Howard gave me to come back here and be the defensive coordinator. Um, and, and just to kind of get this program back where it needs to be. Um, you know, there were some years down that, you know, this program kind of took a dive. And, and uh, like I said, I graduated from here, played here. Um, there's a lot of guys on this staff that, that did the same, uh, graduated from here and played here. And, and we're passionate about getting it back to where it needs to be. Um, and that's, uh, you know, the playoffs every year and, and making runs and, and, and fighting for gold football. And that's what we're going to try to do. And, and uh, we've taken some big steps the last couple of years. But, you know, we still got a long way to go and excited for the opportunity. Hey, it's been your program for about 13 hours, 14 hours now. But <laughs> seriously, uh, what what do you want the Gatesville Hornet football program to look like? Uh, what what what's 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 your what's your view of of Gatesville Hornet football? Well, you know, just a playoff team every year. That, that's a, that's the standard here um, is getting the playoffs, and we were able to accomplish that the last two years. Um, but we haven't held up gold footballs around here in a long time. Um, and, and that's the that's the goal, and that's what we're working towards. Um, and, and you know, we're going to do it the right way. Um, we're we're going to try to get the you know, continue to build the program numbers um, and continue to get the excitement in this town back to where it needs to be um, and fill those stands. But uh, you know, just playoff football is the, is the standard, and, and we're going to 
shoot for gold footballs, and we're going to do it the right way and, and uh, you know, take kids out of this program and hopefully send them off into the world to be successful young men. And uh, that's what we're going to be focused on. So, Coach, I know you're just jumping off into the deep end, but do you have an idea of your staff yet, where you're going to go with your coordinators? Uh, when, you know, my, our offensive coordinator right now currently is my brother. Um, and and uh, we both came in together. Um, that's pretty so easy then. That, it is. That one's going to gonna stay. Um, you know, I haven't had a chance really to reach out to – to, for a defense coordinator yet, um, you know, I was just excited for the job opportunity. I have some meetings today to kind of start getting that lined out. Um, but staff-wise, we have a great staff. Um, we really do. We have a great staff. Like I said, we have a bunch of old Gatesville guys um, that are passionate about this place and care about it. Um, and so, you know, I don't see much of that changing. Um, and, but we're going to go try to hire the best guys and, and uh, who, who can take us and continue to take this program to the next level. It, it, it sounds like a lot of the stuff is going to stay in place, so there's not going to be a lot of change for the kids to adapt to. That's right. And, you know, this morning in the weight room, um, they're all excited. And, and, you know, my phone's blowing up last night. And, and it's not. Um, you know, it's, there's not going to be a lot of change. Um, you know, it, there's there's obviously going to be some things that I've been, I'm going to do different. Um, and and uh, this is my, my first opportunity to be a head football coach. And I've dreamed about this position my whole life. Um, and so I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to make it my own. And we're going to do things uh, do things the right way. And, and like I said, I'm just excited for the opportunity. And, and I hope that the kids are too. And, and we don't skip a beat, and we just keep on working. So, What's the first thing you need to accomplish? Uh, first thing I need to accomplish is, you know, I need to get go, go find a defensive coordinator um, and, and get that done and, and get that in place. Um, I have some, you know, some thoughts of what, I, what I'm going to do there. Uh, but the biggest thing is, is is continue to get buy-in to the program. Um, you know, we're trying to get our program numbers back up. We, we dipped down there when I got here two or three years ago. Our numbers, uh, you know, weren't where they needed to be. Um, and... and uh, we're trying to get that right back up where it needs to be, and they are. They're coming up from junior high. We've got some really good classes coming up. Uh, but continue to get buy-in, uh, buy-in from the community, uh, continue to get buy-in from the staff and teachers. Uh, we have a great administration here that's very supportive. Um, you know, Ms. Barrow is our principal and, and Coach Phillips, our athletic director, and, and led by Dr. Pollard from the superintendent. Um, all the way down, it, it is aligned, and, and they're excited, and they support athletics, um, and they're happy uh, where we're at. And, and I think that we got to continue that trend. But, you know, just continue to get buy-in and build the excitement and enthusiasm. I'm passionate about this, and hopefully that, that spreads like wildfire. Coach, uh, we appreciate your time. We know you're busy. We uh, uh, Ricky's probably out there pacing in the hallway waiting to have a meeting. I know how he operates. So, now, I'm meeting with him in just a minute. I know. That's why I'm going to let you go. We appreciate your yeah. time. Have, have a great day, and, and, and congratulations, and we look forward to working with you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Aaron Hunter, the uh, the uh, new defense, a uh, new head football coach of the Gatesville Hornets. And you're right, Ward, he, he can't. Mom won't let him make a change at, at coordinator. Nope. <laughs> she'll she'll be coming out of the stands, you know, <laughs> fussing at him. Ah, uh, that's that's great. Uh, but you know what? And I, I I know most of those guys over in Gatesville. And that when he talks about the passion and about a lot of those guys are former, you know players there that has kind of been a tradition a long time over there I mean the AD Ricky Phillips for example Ricky is a Gatesville grad uh you know and it's his only place he's ever coached was was Gatesville I mean they got a lot of guys that are like that or went someplace else to start and got back as soon as they possibly could and and, and so they understand the community they understand all that kind of stuff over there so I wish uh wish coach Hunter all the best it's a uh, 758 couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest news and notes on Baylor Athletics. We welcome in to the program the voice of the Bears. Here's John Morris. 
This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's number check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor men's basketball has a number of streaks come to a screeching halt. Plus, Baylor women's basketball back on the floor tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor men's basketball, number one in the nation, had the nation's longest winning streak snapped last night at 21 in a 65-62 loss in the Farrell Center to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Bears also had their 22-game home court winning streak snapped, and Baylor, the last team in the nation to lose for the first time this season, the Bears falling to the Red Raiders again, 65-62 the final, back in action Saturday at home in the Farrell Center hosting Oklahoma State. Meanwhile, the Baylor women come back from a 10-day break for health and safety protocols tonight, playing in Norman against the Oklahoma Sooners. For the Baylor women, says head coach Nikki Collin, they did accomplish some things during the 10-day break. You know, I read a couple books, um, sp took a lot of notes, watched a lot of film, um, spent a lot of time thinking about um, how I can continue to help this team really embody our core values and, and to be more connected and more communicative and, and all the things that, you know, kind of are important for our culture and, and how to creatively do it and then, and then hold them accountable to those, um, you know, core values. And so, you know, we, we've had a couple spirited days of practice, I think coming out, you know, kind of hit the reset button and realize that our all our goals and expectations are are still there and still accomplishable. That's even a word, but um, you know, but but that we have to not be um, the best collection of talent. We have to be the best team, you know. And I, I think that's the key is that that we continue to become a better team, um, you know, and not because players haven't wanted to be a better team, but just finding ways to be better teammates, finding ways uh, to be more focused, finding ways to, you know, really commit commit to the main thing. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball in action tonight in Norman against the Oklahoma Sooners. Baylor number 14 in the nation, OU number 23 on the air at 5.30, tip-off at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
This is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions. The top-ranked Bears back in action Saturday in the Farrell Center hosting the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. 3.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 4 p.m. tip-off Saturday for the Bears and the Cowboys. Baylor Big 12 basketball with Pat and John all season long right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hobbs Bonded Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, you 8 o'clockers, you're late. (laughs) <laughs> Three minutes after 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us in our 8 o'clock hour this morning. That's service uh, VersaLift Southwest, where you can elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest. Now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefit package and outstanding starting pay. Stop by 7601 Imperial Drive to apply. So there you go. All right. Uh, you just heard on Sports Center, uh, not Sports Center, I beg your pardon, on the uh, Baylor Sports Week program, uh, Nikki Collin Ward and the, uh, and the Baylor women back in action. They're on the road tonight in Oklahoma to take on the uh, Oklahoma Sooners in, in you know, I, I'm going to be interested to see not not necessarily how good they play because, look, they, they've had a, you know, a stoppage, and I know that they've had some practices. But, you know, one of the things that, that you have to look for and watch for is, is stamina. And, and this is not a deep roster. And, and, you know, how does Nikki Collin manage the rotation with, you know, a, a – a, she just doesn't have a deep bench. And, you know, you've got uh, just about everybody that was, was affected by it. So I, I want to see that tonight. I want to see how they, you know, how they hold up from a stamina standpoint taking on this Oklahoma team. It's going to be interesting to see because even going back to last year when teams had problems with COVID, you saw the difference in how they played because of just it took them a while to get their legs back underneath them in some cases and so you know is that going to be the case for the Baylor women basketball team is it going to take them a little bit of while to to kind of get their legs back underneath them to where they can run up and down the floor like they like to do and you know look you can you can do it in practice as much as you want but there's something to be said about game time reps and it it may take a little while to get going and this is an Oklahoma team that likes to move. I mean, this they're very aggressive on the offensive end, so therefore they're going to force you defensively to 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 be active. So, uh, yeah, that's well, I mean, and their their philosophy going into tonight probably is, hey, we're going to even you know ratchet up just a little bit because we know that you're coming off that situation. So 
we're going to try to run you out of the gym as much as we possibly can. We may not be successful on all the trips, but we're going to play fast. So Nikki Collin uh, met with the media, talked about uh, what what the expectations were, and and talked a little bit about the the Oklahoma basketball team. Oh, you they you know what they are is they're a team that you know with a with a new coach that that is playing a style that they're having fun with. Um, you know, I mean, people are going to say they're they're offensively driven, and they certainly are. Um, top five in the country in scoring, top five in the country in pace. Um, mm, they want to outscore you, but in all honesty, like I don't think they're a horrible defensive team. Like some people would say, they give up a lot of points. Well, you know, when when you're trying to decide what kind of a defensive team you're going to be, if you're going to play with great pace and create a lot of possessions, then you can't establish a points per game marker as. You know, this is how we're going to determine whether we're good defensively or not. They're holding teams to 39% shooting. Um, a lot of that they do because if you pay, play their pace, um, you you take shots that, that are sometimes out of rhythm. You're, you're playing a little too fast. And, you know, and you might be wide open um, because of this pace they've created, but, but you miss those shots. So um, certainly – Taylor Robertson is an incredible shooter. Um, you know, she will break the the Big 12 three-point record this year. Um, obviously, as a COVID year next year and could probably obliterate it if she, if she stays in, and she probably is going to obliterate it anyway. Um, and, and the crazy part about her is, is the efficiency. She's had three teams face guard her in the league so far, literally face guard her like, like grade school. And she's still averaging, you know, 18 points a game, shooting 48% from three and is nine for 11 from two in conference games. So, you know, she's just so efficient um, and, and you, have to, you have to find her early and you can't let her go late because they're so good at getting offensive rebounds and finding her at the arc after offensive rebounds. And then, you know, Maddie Williams is who's making them go. You know, she, she scores all over the court. Um, from three, from the lane, in rim runs, and trail. Um, and so she's probably their most dynamic scorer. So, you know, those are the guys that, that you really got to key in on. Talk about the injuries that the team it will be interesting to see uh, just exactly how this thing uh, unfolds again tonight. And uh, you heard her talking about the, the pace of Oklahoma. They like to get it and they like to go. And you may be right. They may They may crank it up another gear just to see uh, what the stamina situation is when it comes to the Baylor women's basketball team. And again, as we mentioned, Ward, this is not a deep rotation, even when they're at 100%. And and maybe they are at 100%. We, we don't know. We haven't seen them. They haven't been on the floor. Uh, they've had a couple of games that, uh, that were uh, postponed. And we have those changes, by the way. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But again, that game is coming up tonight. Uh, the Bears at 0-1 in conference play, having lost to Kansas State in their only conference ball game. Uh, Oklahoma, by the way, is 13-2 and overall. They're 2-1 and in the conference. So uh, it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a fun one tonight. Uh, 6 o'clock tip, 5.30 broadcast with Derek and Sophia right here on your uh, flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Now, they have rescheduled – those two games that we mentioned, they uh, they lost uh, due to COVID protocol. They lost a game to TCU and a game with Texas. So they've got those rescheduled. The game with Texas has been rescheduled for Friday, February the 4th. Friday, February the 4th. And the game with TCU has been rescheduled for Wednesday, February 16th. Now, 
look, here's here's how this is going to roll. So Baylor will play Baylor and Texas will play the makeup game on February the fourth, and then turn around and play Sunday, February the sixth. So they're going to play back to back. They're going to play TCU on Wednesday, February the sixteenth, in the makeup game, and then play the regularly scheduled game on Saturday, February the nineteenth, back to back. In order to facilitate that, they had to move the Kansas State game from February the 16th to February the 9th. So they have moved three games to get the two games in. And why they wanted them back-to-back, I don't know. I don't know. But they're going to play Texas back-to-back on the 4th and the 6th and then TCU back-to-back on the 16th and the 19th. And again, in order to make that happen, they had to move the uh, the game uh with Kansas State to February the 9th. It was scheduled for February the 16th. So That's interesting. I mean, there's got to be a reason to it, right? Yeah, I, I'm sure there is. Uh, I just don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what it would be either. Um, less scouting, <laughs> maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, and, but again, I, I think it's kind of cool. Uh that you that you're playing those those games back to back, and I mean you're gonna you're you're gonna get you're gonna get to know each other real real well over those two ball games. So uh, Texas February fourth and sixth, and TCU February sixteenth and nineteenth. Those are the, uh, the those two games that they've got uh, rescheduled. So there you go. All right, uh, a dozen minutes after eight o'clock. It's eight twelve. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, and again, our broadcast begins at five thirty tonight with the tip at six uh coming up in just a few minutes we're going to visit with jim haller and uh, talk some basketball all over the country jim uh, uh covers basketball all over the country for several networks and we'll talk to him coming up in a few minutes right now we want to talk about city ranch boot company they've got a new location and uh they're 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 wait they're waiting right now well maybe not right now but you know it's it's eight fifteen. Uh, but they'll soon be waiting for you at City Ranch Boot Company. They've got over 30 years in the leather industry. So, look, you could choose your your design. You could choose whether it's boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. And let Jay Kelly and his team go to work for you. They, uh, they can design boots. Uh, and, again, they can do belts and wallets and handbags. And I keep waiting. I, I walk in every morning just looking to see if, if my – if my boots with the ESPN logo that Ward's getting me are uh, are, are here, but I uh, haven't seen them yet. But you, they can do that for you. you. You've got a logo, and you want maybe, maybe you want to reward one of your sales folks for a job well done or, or have a sales contest. You know, winner gets a new pair of boots with the company logo on it. You could do that at uh, City Ranch Boot Company. Look, they're, they're custom-designed boots. It's a locally-owned company. It's family-operated. Jay Kelly and his family – and it's right here in Texas. You, you you can't go wrong. What what an experience. City Ranch Boot Company brings that unique experience, whether you want to design it yourself or maybe shop right off the shelf. they got beautiful products right there in the store, and you can pick one at City Ranch Boot Company. Uh, there is 10-267 North River Crossing. 10-267 North River Crossing off Highway 6 and 185 next to the uh, Joko building. Look, when you, when you get out uh, to the red light, out of Highway 6, you turn left to go to Crawford, you turn right to go to China Spring, turn right, and then you, it'll be out on your left. You can't miss it. If you got, if you need more information, you can call them at 855-7225 or check them out on Facebook or Instagram. 
And, and of course, you can always check out their website. Really cool website, cityranchboot.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPorte. Warmer conditions today with a mix of sun and clouds. High temperatures top out at 65 degrees. It'll be mostly clear tonight. We drop to 35 and mostly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be even warmer with a high of 72. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears, so when I leave the press box, then I can kind of, I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people, and boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. This month, it's all about the championship drive as our hometown team celebrates the Big 12 championship and a Sugar Bowl win. So can you in your new vehicle from Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Waco. During the Start Something New Sales event, shop for power, performance, and reliability from our selection of the new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star. Are you planning your next adventure? Choose from a range of Jeep models, including the 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Take home the trophy from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. 
Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for complete listing. To the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, it's 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. Welcome back. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward. Don't forget John Morris at 3. Matt Mosley's at 4 here on ESPN Central Texas. Glad to have you with us as we welcome into the program Jim Haller. Coach, good morning. How are you? Well, I'm good, Tom. Good to be with you and Ward. Uh, tough ball game last night, but that's Big 12 basketball, man. We were going to start there, and, and, and I think that's exactly how you have to just look at it. I mean, this was one of those knockdown dragouts that you're going to see night in and night out in this league. Well, no, look, we're two two weeks into the season, and every team already has a loss. Uh there's no surprises in this league anymore. Everybody says it's the number one basketball conference in America. And I think you could see Texas tech pick fourth in the league. <laughs> they, they may be fourth in the nation. I mean, this is just a terrific year for basketball again, for all of us that love that sport. You know, we were talking about it yesterday afternoon at four o'clock. You had two teams that were still undefeated in, in America in USC and Baylor. And then, by 9 o'clock at night, uh, you had nobody. I mean, it's that good, uh, not only in this league, but across the country. I mean, it is competitive night in and night out. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the parity better than it is right now. So many schools, universities are putting a lot more money into facilities, better coaching staffs, better training equipment. I mean, it's just continuous. The athletes get better. The coaching gets better. The fandom gets better. I mean, it's just a great time for hoops. Why Why has basketball taken such a big step forward in those things that you just mentioned and to be able to have the parity not only in, in this conference but across the nation? Well, I think you always start with pride and any university wants to do good and whatever they're participating in. But I'm going to be real frank with you on this and because I truly believe it. There's so much more money to be made in college basketball now than there ever was before with all the TV packages, uh, something like uh, the Big 12 Conference, the ESPN Plus. You've got bigger uh, NCAA TV contracts for the playoffs than you've ever had before. Uh, You've got more sold-out arenas. It's just just continuous, and it's fun to see, but – What's so neat is you take a program like Texas Tech and they've got a 65-year-old head coach in Mark Adams that's finally getting his chance to be the head man at a Power 5 university and and what a job he's done. I mean, I I admire him. I've known known Mark since he was very young as a junior college coach at Clarendon Junior College and then I watched him go to – Howard College in Big Spring and win the National Junior College Championship. It's just fun to me to see how all this evolves. So 
Uh, last night's game was a, a true classic as far as big-time defense is concerned, and I've heard a lot of people already, my friends this morning, calling and saying, hey, Baylor just couldn't shoot very well last night. Hey, that Texas Tech defense had a whole lot to do with that. <laughs> Coach, do you also think that it may have something to do with the way the tor- tournament is formatted and that the entire nation can get excited on that first Thursday because there's so many teams involved and everybody has that dream? Oh, no doubt about it, Ward. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Everybody's got a chance to get into big dance. And, and you know, you, you go back to the conference tournaments. There's so much more emphasis on the conference tournaments now because the the team that survives from each conference tournament from – from a Power Five conference down to the really lower level Division One programs, they can all get in the big dance and pull the surprises. Look, look what Oral Roberts did last year. There's a good example. Former Baylor assistant Paul Mills goes to Oral Roberts as head coach, and they get to the Sweet 16. Nobody gave them a chance at all. They finished third in their conference, yet they get to the Sweet 16. So there's what you're talking about, Ward. Jim, take take us back a little bit. Uh, you you mentioned uh, you know defense last night, and there's no question Tech played defense, and, and and there was no real clean looks. So if you are a a primarily perimeter type shooting team, what are you doing a night like that? Well, look, we're we're talking about Tech being great defensively last night. Baylor was pretty darn good defensively themselves. It was just too tough, aggressive basketball teams playing each other uh i'm going to start out you asked me about what baylor need to do offensively but i am going to say this i thought baylor missing jeremy sohan Mm -hmm. last night was big because all those texas tech players are like six five six 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 seven and when you're trying to guard them with with six twos and six threes and keep them off the offensive glass it becomes a bigger challenge when you don't have a bigger defender in there. But getting back to your question, personally, I thought, and believe me, I'm not second-guessing any coach in here, I'm, when you dribble the ball as much as Akinjo likes to do, a team as tough defensively as Texas Tech is, they have help on him all the time. So where he's been on this hot shooting streak in the first four conference games or three conference games last night he was only four or 14 for a reason there was always a person right there not only with his hand in his face but when he was coming off of picks they were bumping him I mean it was a physical physical game but it's just uh, you know uh, Matthew Meyer was I think three for ten and he had been shooting better but the key there is is what Tech did that second half to stop Baylor's three-point effectiveness. Akinjo was only one for eight for the game. Meyer was 0 for three. Now, Flagler was five for eight. Uh, Cryer was two for four. But their emphasis was making sure Akinjo didn't go off. Now, he still got 17 points, but he didn't get it easily. Coach, when you have a conference like this, does it make it more difficult when you get to tournament play, or does it make you more prepared because you beat each other up through conference play? Oh, no doubt about it helps. I mean, you ask Coach Drew or the whole Baylor staff, they'll tell you their success 
in the NCAA tournament last year was based off of how tough every game was in the Big 12. And when you have those tight games, the players, you learn how to play under pressure. They have better composure. They're better poised for when they get to the big moment. So there's no doubt about it, and especially when you have a league as tough defensively as this one is. And, and there's always great crowds. And, and goodness gracious, I mean, look what Texas Tech has already done. They beat Kansas, who was number six last Saturday, handily. And then they go on the road and beat number one Baylor. It's just, you know, Texas is good. Kansas is good. Baylor's good. Uh, Oklahoma State, who's coming in here Saturday, they just beat Texas, who was picked second in the conference. So, you know, every night you can say it's going to be a battle. And, yes, it does prepare them for the NCAA tournament. Let's uh, switch gears here just a second. I want to get your thoughts on Nikki Collin and the uh, the Baylor women's basketball team after a uh, COVID pause. They're going to be in Norman tonight, and and I was just talking to Ward, and I want to get your thoughts. Uh, I, I'm going to be interested because of the you know she's she doesn't have a big rotation. I'm going to be curious to see what what they're like, what their stamina looks like uh, in the second half of this game. Well, I think it's going to be a real challenge now. I don't know how sick they all were. They could have had the symptomatic. I don't know. haven't talked to Nikki. I, I just, I'm like you. I'm curious to see, although I do know this. They're going up a very against a very, very good Oklahoma team, and on the road, that'll be a real challenge. There's four or five teams in, on the women's side that are all capable of winning it. Uh, you saw Baylor's first game on the road against Kansas State. Well, Ioka Lee, their 6'6 center, she's the leading rebounder in the nation's averaging over 20 points and 10 rebounds a game. So K-State's picked fourth, but they've already beat Baylor, who was picked number one. Texas Tech, who's picked way down in the league for the women, they go to Austin last week and upset Texas, who's picked second in the league. So, but anyway, your question was, will they show some fatigue because of the uh, pandemic? I think you've got to expect that. And with a short bench anyway, this is going to be a real challenge for them tonight. Your feelings on conference tournaments, when you pretty much know your seed going in, men and women, either side of it, and you have to go into that conference tournament I know you hit the floor wanting to win every ball game, but is it such a bad thing if you bow out early and kind of get your legs underneath you and get ready for tournament play? I think Baylor being the national champions can answer that question pretty easily. They were knocked out by Oklahoma State in the second round of the Big 12 tournament last year and used that time to brush up on some fundamentals and rest up and uh, be ready for winning six in a row, and that's what they did. So, I think that is a good statement, Ward. It doesn't always hurt when you've had a great season. You know you're going to be one of the top seeds. So, yes, I think there can be some dividends gained from an early exit if you played well. All right, Jim. Where This week, television-wise, where can we see that smiling face? <laughs> well, I'm going to be up at SMU tonight. And I tell you, they've got a pretty darn good team, Tom. I, I did their game a couple of weeks ago against UNLV, and then I did their game against Dayton, who had just beat Kansas. So uh, uh, this would be some interest to our listeners here. Tristan Clark, who played for Baylor, 
and, and transferred to SMU this year is playing very well for the Mustangs. He's coming off the off the bench. They're having to do like they did here. They play him about 16 minutes a game, but with his 6'10 frame, he's doing good. But I'm going to be up there twice this week, so uh, it's it's fun times, and uh, uh, we'll look forward to talking more as the season goes on. Coach, thanks. As always, it is a pleasure and great to visit with you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Ward. Y'all have a good one. You Bye-bye. do the same, Coach. Thanks. I'm telling you, man, he's forgot more than most people. I mean, he didn't know we were gonna what we were gonna talk about, and when he just started rattling off stats and statistics, and uh, it's uh, it's fun to talk to Coach Haller, no question. All right, uh, eight twenty nine. Stay with us when we come back. We're gonna get an update on what's going on with those TCU Horn Frogs. Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked On Horn Frogs will join us next. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the eighty team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning twelve games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time weekdays at seven a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. If you're paying too much for health insurance for yourself and your employees, and you probably are, listen closely to this message. Our agency, in addition to representing all the major medical companies, we have an exclusive contract with one of our carriers that no other agent has in the entire country. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. Our plans encourage educated consumption of health care. And as a result, we've been able to save employees and employers thousands of dollars. I have a local company here with a little over 100 employees, and we're able to save them in the last 12 months over $100,000 in premium dollars. This is indeed fact. It's worth 10 minutes of your time to talk to Hurley Benefit Services to learn how you can save thousands on health insurance costs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned, and they're online at hurleybenefitservices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y benefitservices.com. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. James Aquino missed a three-point shot with time running out as Texas Tech knocked off the top-ranked Bears 65-62. After a 10-day break forced by illness, the Baylor women are back on the court tonight on the road against Oklahoma. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas with a 6 o'clock tip-off. Virus issues continue to postpone games for the MCC men and women. Tonight's games at Weatherford have been rescheduled for Monday, February the 7th. Another NFL head coach has lost his job. The Giants have fired Joe Judge. Now there are seven coaching vacancies in the NFL. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We welcome into the program from Locked on Horned Frogs, Mr. Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy? Guys, it's good to talk to you. I'm doing well. Uh, Yeah, how's everybody doing? Doing good. Uh, Just talking to basketball here this morning, and and your uh, your frogs are on the road, and, boy, they've got another tough challenge tonight uh, when they take on Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm not saying something super uh, enlightening here, but this league is just an absolute gauntlet. But um, I think it's an important game for TCU tonight. You know, if you're going to be a team that's going to challenge and uh, be on a run to win and, and win games and be in the NCAA tournament, you need to win a game on the road like this against a Kansas State team that's been struggling, even though they're talented. And, uh, you know, they've kind of revamped their roster. Um with Bruce Weber, but they had a nice effort against Baylor last Saturday. Couldn't close it out, uh, but you know, it's still a loss. Like they don't, they don't count moral victories when they're looking at tournament resumes. So if this team wants to uh, accomplish their goals, they need to start putting W's in the win column. That starts tonight on the road against uh, K State. When you're in the middle of the pack in this conference, how tough is it to keep your nose above water? Oh, I think it's really tough because you don't really get any breaks. I mean. Um, you, you just got to find a way to keep trying to win games and stack up quality victories. You know, I think this team, this DCU team is much more talented uh, than last year's group, but it's also tough to find eight or nine wins on the schedule. Like it's difficult to do that. Um, so you got to find a way to, to steal some victories, especially on the road. And you can't go on a three or four game losing streak because you could find yourself, you know, on the outside looking in after that. Stephen, uh, give us an update on Mike Miles, uh, the the uh, tre- tremendous point guard. I mean, he was 
he was unbelievable in the first half of the uh, the Baylor game, and then uh, there was an injury, and then I think Baylor tweaked their defense. So a little combination in, in only four points in the second half. How how is he health wise? So the X rays were negative. Jamie Dixon said he was full go uh, in practice yesterday, so I expect him to play. You know how effective he'll be tonight. I'm not sure, um, but. It looks like there was no structural damage. There's nothing serious there. It's just kind of about pain tolerance and how he can go. But they need him to be really good. I mean, he's really, honestly, the guy that makes this thing go, especially on offense. So, um, yeah, he'll be important when he gets to floor tonight. Jamie Dixon has his feet firmly planted there at TCU now. And how do you feel like he's made a difference in this program? Well, you know, Jamie's instantly made the more competitive award. I think it's last year was frustrating. It seemed like they took a step back. But um, to his credit, he got a lot of transfer guys this offseason. And, you know, they, they revamped their whole roster, which presents its own challenges. But I think ultimately it made the team better. And, um, you know, that's what you that's what you want as a fan base. I think what Jamie did – is when he took over this this program was really a laughing stock like they were a middle of the pack mountain west team um nobody really thought of them they didn't have the talent to compete at the big 12 level it was an easy win on the schedule they're at least now at the point where they're more competitive you know you have to factor them in as a team that you can't just automatically cross off as a victory um when you play them but the next step for jamie dixon in this program i think is uh, consistently making the postseason, you know, and he had an NIT berth his first season and they made the NCAA tournament. And since then, there's been a couple of NIT appearances sprinkled in, but they really haven't gotten back to that level that he showed in year two. So that's what they've been chasing. And um, this team seems to have that kind of potential, but they got to start putting together victories in Big 12 play. Over on the uh... – campus on the football side of things Sonny Dykes still making uh, changes and making plans for this TCU football team and they've got another Wildcat on the roster Temple Wildcat Jared Wiley heading over to play with his former teammate Quentin Johnston how big a move is that for that offense yeah Ward you know Jared well he obviously played QB there at Temple um, but has put on some serious size has bulked up a lot uh, since he stepped on campus in Austin I think it's a big addition. You know, he – I really thought Jared was going to have a breakout year when Steve Sarkeesian took the helm at UT because he's somebody that's used the tight end in the past. Um, but he really didn't catch many balls last year. You know, he wasn't super involved. Now, he did have two touchdown receptions, and I think that's where he'll be an immediate threat for TCU is with that 6-7 frame. He can be somebody that can box people out in the red zone and, and catch touchdown passes. I expect him to be used more in the passing game um, than he was at Texas, but I, I think it's a big addition. You know, he has the ability to be a really good player for this team, and Sonny Dykes has used slot receivers and tight ends really well um, just about everywhere he's been. And TCU is TCU football. I mean, they didn't get a lot of uh, high school guys to sign this year because it was so crazy with the new staff coming in a couple weeks before the early signing day. So they're really hitting the transfer portal hard. Um, and similar to basketball, they're trying to kind of change their roster over and be competitive immediately. But I like the Jared Wiley addition. Um, you know, they're also in the mix. We'll see what Jackson Player does, the former midway defensive tackle. 
who had a really good career at Tulsa and is now exploring his options. I know Baylor's in the mix there, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. So we'll see what his decision is. But that's another local guy that they're pushing hard to try and get. Uh, that would be a big addition to the transfer portal as well. One of the things that made Sonny Dyke so successful at SMU was he was able to go into that portal and find his QB year in and year out. Does he have his eye on somebody for the TCU Horn Frogs next year? You know, I thought he would go that route, but it really feels like most of the guys, I think, more that would step in and be an immediate starter off the board now. Now, Jackson Dart, the uh, freshman, I think he's going to be a sophomore this coming year from USC. He just hit the portal uh, because it seems like Caleb Williams might end up reuniting with Lincoln Riley there on the West Coast. But that's another name. Um, I don't know how much interest TCU has, but that's just a big name in the transfer quarterback market. A lot of those other guys, though, you know, Dylan Gabriel with Oklahoma. Um, obviously, Adrian Martinez ended up at Kansas State. Some of those players that had a lot of starts under their belt, um, they, they're they sort of off the market already. So I think he'll probably – I could see them adding someone, but I, I believe it'll be more as, as depth and insurance. I don't think it'll be somebody who competes for the starting job. Um, and, yeah, you're right. It's, it's fascinating. You know, the way he attacks the portal at SMU is really smart. Uh, he went after guys that were, um, you know, from the state of Texas, from the DFW area, and he would get them, you know, there on campus at SMU. But a lot of them were players that had been at Power 5 schools, and for whatever reason they just weren't playing much, whether it was somebody was in front of them or injury history, um, you know, didn't get, get didn't get along with the coaching staff, and he would take them in. But this is a little different. Um, you know, now you're, you're out of Power 5 schools. So can you bank on taking on a lot of those guys? I don't know. We'll see how it plays out when the season starts. But, yeah, I think uh, he might go get a quarterback. I imagine, though, it's probably going to be more depth. I feel like Chandler Morris and Max Duggan are going to be the guys bad and let it out for that QB spot uh, when spring rolls around. Hey, final thought for you here. Uh, 22.5 million viewers for Bama and Georgia on Monday night, second lowest since the inception of the college football playoffs. You surprised by that? Uh, somewhat. You know, I think I don't know, guys. I think maybe there's just some SEC fatigue going on now. I loved it. I thought it was a good football game. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I was happy for Kirby Smart. You know, Stetson Bennett's obviously a great story. Um, but I'm not the target demographic that that they're going after. You know, I'm I'm the dude that's going to watch whatever game is on whenever it's on TV. Um, so I don't know if it's just because it really college football really has become such a regional sport in the South and the Southeast, because those are the schools that are uh, the factors, you know, the teams that are in the mix for the national title game. Um, I've also always wondered this, and I don't know, maybe you guys can give me some insight. Why is this game not on a Saturday? Like, I don't understand. I know the NFL plays some games on Saturdays late in the season, but Monday night's just strange to me. I know they have that Monday sort of, blocked off and it's their day and they do a lot of coverage but it just feels like college football games should be on a Saturday and playing that game you know on a Saturday night would make more sense I don't know if that would increase the viewership you know you're talking about compared to other years it's really low um and and I think that's probably just about having the same teams involved and I don't know how to stop that because I'll tell you how to big saving he's probably just more upset now since he lost the game and George is obviously really good. I mean, you, you can't you can't slow these trains down. So I'm not sure how to 
get more parity. And um, apparently, apparently expansion's not going to happen, at least not in the near future. They still can't figure out how to do that. So um, I, I don't see much changing in the next few years. I'm with you. Ward and I were both nodding our heads. Saturday night primetime, a lot more effective than Monday night in primetime. So I, I don't know. Uh, what do you got? Uh, what are you working on for the uh, for the podcast? Yeah, Locked On Horn Frogs is a pod. You can get it anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, today is our weekly Big 12 roundtable. That'll be dropping soon if you want to check that out. I'm at Simcox Steven on Twitter. Probably the easiest way to find the show. I usually tweet it out just about every day. And um, later in the week, you know, we'll talk basketball, and we're keeping our eye on TCU football. They're moving uh, fast and furious through this offseason, so we'll keep you updated on who is uh, in the mix as far as the additions of the transfer portal there. As always, buddy, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time. Hey, thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. That is Stephen Simcox, and the uh, podcast is Locked on Horn Frogs. It's uh, 846, 14 away from 9. Stay with us. We'll talk more about college football and those ratings. And, and then I've got an interesting number for you, Ward, and we'll talk about that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Hurts in the gun. Goddard sets up right. Only heard here. Back to throw. Check down. Over the middle. Intercepted by Diggs. All season. Right sideline. 30. Diggs 20. Diggs house. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the 49ers Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. 
Camille Johnson Realtors congratulates the Big 12 Conference football champion Baylor Bears. Camille is a proud Baylor University graduate and is a longtime supporter of her community and all the Baylor Bear athletic programs. For over 36 years, Camille has been in the real estate world and she started her own company, Camille Johnson Realtors, six years ago. Her group of 29 real estate agents are all successful, smart, and experienced, and they have helped hundreds of satisfied Central Texas buyers and sellers. Learn more at CamilleJohnson.com and go Bears! ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. James Aquino missed a three-point shot with time running out as Texas Tech knocked off the top-ranked Bears 65-62. After a 10-day break forced by illness, the Baylor women are back on the court tonight on the road against Oklahoma. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas with a 6 o'clock tip-off. Virus issues continue to postpone games for the MCC men and women. Tonight's games at Weatherford have been rescheduled for Monday, February 7th. Another NFL head coach has lost his job. The Giants have fired Joe Judge. Now there are seven coaching vacancies in the NFL. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 8.50, 10 away from 9. Welcome back in. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Ward. Uh, we mentioned it just a minute ago with Steven, but uh, the, the Georgia-Alabama game, just 22.6 million viewers, second lowest viewership since the inception of the college football playoff. However, however, how about this one? 29 of 31, and, and yes, they had to add a bowl game uh, in Frisco because you had two teams that were 6-6 six and six and didn't have a place to go, so they added a bowl game. 31 bowl games this year. 29 of those 31 bowl games that were non-New Year's Six bowl games drew at least a million viewers. 18. That's why they play them. There we go. 18 of those games drew 2 million viewers. Nine of those non-New Year's Six bowl games drew 3 million viewers. What does that mean? It means M-O-N-E-Y. It means money for ESPN. And that is why the games are played. And that is why they don't care that there's seven people in the stands. People are at home, uh, off, you know, they're not working. A lot of vacation time going on in that, in that two, two to three week window. And, uh, the, you know, whether they're an afternoon game or a night game, people are watching them. They're, they're turning the television on, and they're watching them. Are they passionate about the game? Probably not. I don't care. Most but of them don't. college football, and college football is being watched. And, and don't tell me the sports bars don't benefit off of it, too. Sure because they, they have this. they have the screens on, and people are stopping by while Mama's out shopping. Guess what Dad's doing? Watching the ball game. Watching the ball game. And, and so, yeah, uh, that's why you will continue to see – ESPN push for these bowl games. And, you know, if you expand the playoffs, you're still going to have these bowl games. And, and that's, you can make the bowl games relevant. Make them a playoff game. Right. Now, there's 31 of them. They all 31 can't be. But 
you get money. Well, if you expanded out that far, you could. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking NCAA basketball. Everybody come play. That's right. Everybody's invited. Everybody gets a participation ribbon. Uh, so anyway, I, I just I found that very interesting uh, looking at those numbers that uh, – Man, you've got eyeballs watching these games, whether it's a six and six football team playing in a who cares bowl or or whatever the case may be. Maybe fans don't want to get jazzed up and, and and jump on an airplane and fly to wherever. But look, there's those games are those games are important. Uh and and it's it's three and a half hours of programming for ESPN where they know they got people watching. So and that's that's why they play them, and that's why they have them, and and I, I just found that very interesting. All right, uh, it is eight fifty four, six away from nine. This is uh, ESPN, and uh, we uh, we appreciate you being with us. Don't forget, we have basketball coming your way tonight, uh, five thirty for the pregame, six o'clock for the tip. Derek and Sophia will have the call of the Baylor women in Oklahoma, and uh, we'll, let's see how the uh, Baylor women respond after missing not one but two games. Because of uh, because of COVID, so we'll see how they uh, how they respond and how they play tonight, and and hopefully they'll uh, they'll go up to Norman and and get a W. So, but uh, that game comes your way on the uh, on the radio at five thirty with the pregame at six o'clock for the uh, for the tip of, of that one. And uh, John Morse will be here at three. Matt Mosley will be here at four, and uh, Greeny's coming up at nine. Anything else we need to touch base on, Ward? I mean, we we kind of covered the gamut today. Yeah, went around the world. <laughs> and got back in two hours. Amazing, amazing how that works out. So, anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, did uh, the Major League – I did want to mention this, and then we'll get out of here. Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association plan to hold a bargaining session on Thursday. Sure they do. On Thursday. MLB reached out to the union to set up the meeting – during which the league plans to make a proposal that touches on some core economic competitive issues, according to sources. They're not going to leave all that money on the table. So you're saying we're going to have baseball win. Are we going to have it on opening day? Yes. Ward White's is calling it. Baseball on opening day. Spring training, maybe not. But opening day, yes. But then, how are you going to get those guys ready if you don't if you don't get to spring training? You only need a two or three week window and get ready for the pitchers and catchers. Yeah, they've been working. You think they've been working? All right, all right. But pitchers and catchers are supposed to report what in a couple of weeks? February thirteenth. Thirteenth. Okay, there you go. All right, we'll see how it goes. That is going to do it for us. Thanks for being a part of the program. Many thanks to Shehan Jayaraja, Aaron Hunter, Jim Haller, and Stephen Simcox for being a part of the program. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 7. Have yourself a great day. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, January 20th, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and men's head coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.